Dude, so real question. Why is it that I'm super skeptical of Latino comedians? What? I don't know what it is, dude. It's like every time a new Hispanic Latino comedian comes on the scene, like I'm super skeptical. Like, and I'm skeptical, not like quick to skeptical in what way though? What like you, I'm not quick about? to like to be like, ah, oh, that guy's funny. I'm always like, I don't know. I need to investigate this. I need to make sure he's like who, funny. Like who? Like who comes to mind? Like Tracy There's, Tracy Ullman, the the male version. <laughs> Arturo Castro. Arturo, maybe? yeah, that guy. He's our he's our watermelon brother. I know, man. dude. So that's why I like I hold him above, like I hold him to like very high standards, and and he's he's good, but I feel like I don't know. There's something to, there's something about it. It's definitely I think uh, they come. How can I explain it? They sometimes sound gimmicky. Like if you see like George Lopez, like his his stand up. Can be almost all the same. Like mm-hmm. it's the same jokes or something similar. And it's then, like the same shtick. Yeah, there as you go. they let say me, in the business. Yeah, let me take it back. I don't want to say it's the same jokes, but it's like a lot of it is very familiar. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and he's got different material, but it's always like, I mean, if he, he I don't think he goes a set without talking about his grandma, or, right? Or the way is he was raised or whatever and stuff. So it becomes like, or just even like the accent. And right. stuff like oh, the stuff that he says is kind of like the same. So yeah, I mean he's funny. Don't get me wrong. I'll laugh at some of it, but sometimes it does get like mm. so kind of like uh, so so. Then it's, it's like a weird. It's like a, it exists in a weird place because it's, it's funny because it's familiar, but then it can get kind of tired and like old because it's so familiar. You know what I mean? Like like where you're kind of like oh okay I get it like I we we've heard. Or what about like Fluffy? You seen uh, Gary Iglesias, right? Yeah, but I see like with him, uh, I do enjoy his stand-up because he. I feel like it's it's varied. Like it's not all because I guess he has like the added benefit of being fat too. So it's like so he can break <laughs> he uses it to his advantage. Yeah, yeah. So well, he can use, but he can he can he kind of dips his feet in both. Where it's like he can use like his his like Hispanicness and also like his fluffiness. You know, it's funny. And it kind of like it, it like allows him to do like a lot of different things. So I was talking to Clyde about this, but we were watching his stand up not too long ago. And I, I do kind of find it funny that <clears throat> one is one of <clears throat> excuse me, one of his other things that he does is the sound effects. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, see he and, has that but, too. But sometimes it's unnecessary. Like it's really like oh so then uh, we went to like the donut shop and like yeah, <laughs> like he literally was just talking about going there, and then we don't need the sound effects of the car, right? But I guess it may, just makes it funny too. And, mm-hmm. and then we talk to the waitress, "Hello, yes, sir." And then everything's like, it's the same kind right. of thing. Like it doesn't like make it funnier, but I guess it, some people it does make it funnier. Yeah, but it, I find it sometimes like unnecessary. Like okay, we don't need this car effect that you went somewhere, right? <laughs> and make do the car. Effect. But I guess yeah. I mean, but maybe that plays to a, like another audience, like a different <clears throat> audience guess. that enjoys that sort of thing. But he's funny though. I like the jokes that he puts out there too. Yeah. But I just, yeah. uh, it's so funny. I just saw things that, that I thought was like kind of funny. Like, well, but, he doesn't need to make the sound effects all the time. I guess. But all that to say, for whatever reason, like other people is like can be like instantly funny. Like Joe Coy is like hilarious to me. Like Aziz is like funny, and I could just kind of like accept them 
at face value. I'm just kind of like, yes, come to me. I I enjoy all of you. But it's like anytime it's like a Hispanic. I think I think Carlos Mencia burned me, dude. I think that's what it was. I was like, I uh, I I enjoyed. No, nah, I can't say I enjoyed it too much, but. Um, Honestly, I don't even care about Carlos Mencia. I think like it was probably uh, it was probably you know just listening to like George Lopez over and over again that kind of got played out a little bit. Probably it was probably I I bet you it was probably that. But um, well, Arturo Castro, I don't know if he does stand up or not, but it's the he his does the skits, skits. Yeah, and and the skits are are I think they're pretty funny. I mean, but I think it is pretty dope. I mean, he's like he's a Guatemalan dude, and he's like and he says he's Guatemalan, like he like proclaims it. So I'm. I'm down, dude. He's he's in uh, he's in that tier with uh, Oscar Isaac, dude. Yeah, dude. Proud to be Guatemala. <laughs> Let's go. The kings of Guatemala, dude. I just hope he doesn't get in, caught in one of those ice raids and then gets deported. <laughs> so, prayer up for Arturo Castro. For Arturo Castro, dude. Yeah. Can, so, can uh, because I haven't watched it, so I don't feel qualified to give this recommendation. But can you tell the people where they can find, except for the YouTube's. Obviously, absolutely. I'm sure you could find these clips on YouTube. He, Arturo Castro has a sketch comedy show called Alternatino, and uh, it's on Comedy Central. I don't know what time. Check your local listings. <laughs> you'll be able to figure it out. Um, by the way, speaking of local listings, you're listening to the Beta Report. What? What up, people? What? How's it going? Up. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Jeff. You can always call me. Exactly. Thank you, uh, Captain Kurt. Jim! Hey, I want to go into that. No, no, no. I want to go into that. Uh, hi, everybody. It's me, Jay Forever 5. That's right. And I don't have a cool freaking sound drop. I'll, fa- I'll find one. Got to get you a cool Forever uh, 5. I need, uh, need freaking... Um, uh, what's the short circuit guy? What's his name? Uh, Johnny number five. Yeah, dude. You know I need so- I need something from that guy. I need him to like drop something on me really quick. <laughs> but um, but yeah, everybody, what's up? How's it going? We back for another episode of the Beta Report. Uh, but before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, we like to get this out of the way early so that you get bored by it later in the in the episode. If you have a moment. As you're listening to this episode, just scroll your little fingers all the way down. If you're listening to this on your podcast app, and uh, you know, just drop a little five star review. You know, those those things actually help. We ran the data. We're doing all the scientific. We like, you know, like me and 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 my bro are like in our lab coats, putting like liquids in beakers having like Bunsen burners going in the background and we're like checking each other's work and we're like, mm-hmm, that equation looks right. It's actually works, people. Every time you hit us up with a five-star review, there's a scientific experiment thing going on and it actually helps us. So go ahead and give us a five-star review. We would love it. Thank you so much. Not four. Look, not three. I'm not as stringent as my brother if you want to give us a four, give us a four. That's fine. That's all right. Anything, the, be, I mean, anything below that, please. If you do that, don't mention my name in it because I'm only mentioned <laughs> in five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys feel free to give us whatever you want, but we would appreciate a five star review. You, know, you know what? Screw that. I don't want to waver. Only five star reviews. Only? And that's it. So now back to our show. 
So, uh, yeah, let's go back to our show, dude. What do we got? What do we got today? What do we got that we want to talk about that everybody's been been waiting for us to talk about, dude? Oh, dude. I know they're waiting for the beta party. The freaking Wimbledon. Oh, my gosh. I was, I'm just kidding. I don't watch that crap. I don't watch freaking tennis. Dude, that match was five hours long? And that's a, like, I think there's like a new rule to shorten things. So that was like the short version of what that could have been. What? Because I guess it's like once upon a time there was like a, a tennis match that went on for like days, like one single tennis match just continued. Obviously, it didn't go like twenty four hours straight, but like you know they had to pick it up the next day and allow them to finish. And I think it just continued on for like hours and hours and hours. So that that fool that won, his name is like Jokic, right? Dude, the Joker. Dude, I was like, dude, that plays that guy plays tennis too. <laughs> I don't even think uh, his name is Jokic though. I think it's like Jokovic. Jokovic. Yeah. Uh, so I heard it. and I'm like, Jokic, dude, what? Bad dude. What's that guy's name? Uh, uh it's uh from uh, no yeah, no yeah yeah from Denver. Yeah. Um, uh, I know it's Jokic. Nikolai Jokic, maybe. Nikolai Jokic. I think so. <laughs> it just sounds. Like I think it's just Jokic, dude. I think just that's go with Jokic, the Joker. The Joker. So I heard that I was like, dang, the fool plays tennis too. But what was crazy about that dude is that there's three guys that are at the top and no one can get past these three fools: Rafael Nadal, Roger uh, Federer. Roger Federer. Who I heard of these guys like I was getting out of high school or something, dude. I know, dude. These fools have been playing like forever. Well, freaking, who was it that lost his? It was Federer, right? Federer is the one that lost to. He's like forty something years old, isn't he? I guess it makes sense. So yeah, like so yeah, he's been. I'm and I'm sure he started when he was like sixteen, or something crazy like that. Like that one fifteen year old girl, Coco Gruff. Gruff. I don't know her last name, but she's like only fifteen and she was out there handling, dude. These fools are still playing, dude. That's crazy, dude. I'm like, I get tired on the freaking treadmill, dude. It's gonna. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, it's gonna happen though, because like everyone thinks that Serena's like. Like she's the unbeatable one, and she's she is uh, you know the the just like top dog or whatever. But she got beat, like legit got beat. Well, see with the women's, there's like other players coming in, but with the guys, dude, it's been those three fools have been dominating tennis, dude. But Andy Roddick, dude. Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras. <laughs> Andre Agassi. <laughs> John McEnroe. Yeah, who's the guy who would get mad all the time? John McEnroe. John McEnroe huh? Yeah, he used to yell and throw his. Yeah, see, I'm all about that guy. That's, that's that's my kind. Of, that's that's my tennis player. Except when I'm home, I'm like throwing my PlayStation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm throwing my Wii remote to play tennis. Dude, I was playing. I was playing online, dude. I, I don't. I try not to because I got expensive, dude. Buying too many controllers, and I was like, oh, dang it, dude. Like I was, I was getting mad, dude, already because I was getting beat in some game I was playing. I was like, uh-huh. stupid. So there's like these pillows. These pillows. If you see him across next uh-huh. to or thing, right? So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna throw it at that. It's not gonna yeah. break. Well, yeah, dude. Like I forget there's like what? Momentum in physics? <laughs> I threw that thing, that thing bounced and it hit the side of the freaking And it broke? It broke. Yeah. Well, it didn't break. It didn't break. It like opened up and I closed it back. It still works. <laughs> dang, dude. Freaking raging. I'm like, dang it. But I was like, okay. Hey, well, at least you didn't flip I- off the TV and have your mom walk in as you're playing Ninja Turtles, the game. What? <laughs> I think we talked about yeah. I think we talked about this story uh, recently. I feel like, but that was like the first time my mom ever caught me. Wait, like, but you threw the TV down? What? No, what'd you say? No, no, no. That I oh, flipped, flipped off, off the, the TV. TV. Oh. I flipped off the TV because I, I was so pissed because the freaking I, I, shredder kept I, jacking me up. I thought you said you flipped the TV. 
Mm-mm. I was only five years old, dude. And my mom caught me putting that big old old man middle finger out. I wasn't cool enough to do the cholo uh, middle finger Neither yet. did you know that that was the coolest way to do the middle finger? <laughs> the old man way? The old man way, dude. <laughs> That's like the cool way to do it. That is that is the most offensive way to do it. The other one's like too has too much flavor, dude. When it's like now all the fingers are down and it's just kind of like <laughs> trying to explain how we flip, how you know the different ways of flipping <laughs> off is 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 premium podcasting. Yeah. All right, if you thought that we we just talked about movies and TV and entertainment, no guys, we t- we teach you how to flip people off <laughs> with the different ways. The exactly, old man dude. flip off. <laughs> Which is with all fingers down, like forcefully down too. Forcefully. Just down. It's like, like all it's like, like pretend of making a fist, except with that finger. With, with just your middle finger up, and like, but it has to be like you have to like like it can't just be like limp. It can't be just like flaccid finger. It has to be like like at the at the apex of like it's it's like, uh, like you're making that extension, fist? like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's to be like that, like where you Dude, actually like I have could, to, where it has to hurt. I could totally see a sweat, like like yeah, well, like <laughs> sweat hot in here. Up. That's why you have like a like a vein coming out. That's how hard you're flipping people off. To you just like, <laughs> but then there's the other one, dude. Where it's like the cholo one, where you're just kind of like, way is F- like, F you dog. Is the other way that's not the uh, <laughs> <old> man one, <laughs> you know. That looks hilarious. Now it looks funny. Uh, dude. It looks like you do a kung fu move. Ah, uh, and then you have to do like the you have to do like the twist. <sighs> this is the worst yeah. possible uh, podcast. <laughs> this is the worst podcast uh, uh topic topic ever, dude. Uh, ever, but it and by worst, it. you mean the best. It was worth it, though. Yes, absolutely. So let's get into it. Man, we've been talking about getting into it for about 15 minutes now. Yes. Just so hit me up with that freaking James Bond theme song. El James Bond. For reals. Iconic, dude, right? Gotta yeah, be, right? I mean, it's like one of those things like you like that it's instantaneous. Like, you know exactly what that is. Exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking uh, about uh, James Bond right now, dude? Well, if you guys are following the news, uh, apparently there is uh, a new 007 in town. And people are getting Wait, it twisted. What? Yeah. So they're giving it to her and not to Idris Elba this whole time? Yes. What? Well, I guess there's a little twist in the story, dude, right? Exactly. What's the twist in the story? So um, uh, so the news is that Lashana Lynch, I think that's her name, right? Yes. Um, also uh, known as... I was going to say, a lot of people might know her from Captain Marvel. Yes. She is uh, something Rambo. Monica Rambo. Right? Monica Rambo, a.k.a. Photon. In that um, in that movie, but um, she apparently is going to be our new 007. Now, people, listen to what I'm saying. She's going to be 007. No one is saying that she's going to play James Bond 
or is uh, or Daniel Craig is no longer going to exist as James Bond in the new James Bond movie. It's just that she's taking over the title of 007. Now, people are getting crazy about this for some reason. They're going insane, saying like, "Why would she be? Why would she be the next 007? Like, oh, like why? Why were they going to give it to her? Blah 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 blah." But I think people are getting it mixed up. I think they're thinking that she's that there isn't going to be a James Bond anymore. That she will be Jane Bond, I guess, or something like that. But no, that's but not no, the case. that's not the case. Daniel Craig is still in the next movie. He his name is still James Bond in that movie. It's just I think the from what I've heard is uh, uh James Bond is retiring, aka 007 is retiring in this movie. So the that moniker, that title would have to obviously go to somebody else. Someone else would take on the 007 I think title. In one of the movies though, they mentioned that there's been other 007s, but mm-hmm. you know he's. James Bond, though. right, so right. Because uh, they've talked about having Idris Elba taking over the Bond character, correct? Um, and not just the moniker, like you said, 007 or Agent 007. Right. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to play that out and how it's going to come out. Uh, it's bold, I'll tell you that. Yep. So, it'd be hey, dude, interesting to see where they where they're going to go with that. But everybody's going, dude. It's it's the. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, the inevitable, dude. Like, the future is female. So, I think um, kind of what we were talking about last week with what Disney's doing with a lot of their characters and the 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 princesses and, and them just kind of being, uh, you know, more empowering characters and um, uh, no longer just the damsels in distress. They're actually being, like, you know, at, at the forefront of the action. Um so I think it's cool, honestly. Like I feel like it's it's definitely a bold choice, um, but I think it was one that we were that um, that I'm I'm welcoming with open arms, and I'm ex- I'm excited to see where they go with this. So another piece of news, James Bond news that we'll just throw out there right now is uh, Christoph Waltz coming back as Blofeld. Oh snap, dude! So is that confirmed, it's or a, is that still just it's a rumor? reported by Variety that? Uh, he will be returning as uh, Blofeld. Uh-huh. And did you watch uh, Spectre? I did. I actually liked it. I liked it too. I, I thought it was... It, at first, I was not too crazy about it because in the beginning, I was kind of raging about this movie in a prior episode where that fool's like driving all over Mexico, like doing spins on a helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disregarding human life in yeah. Mexico. <laughs> Just like I mean, that was straight up like blows up a building, dude, and Everybody's and just kind of like walks away from it and is just chasing that guy down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that whole scene where they're like in the middle of like the town square or whatever, like and doing like like flips and loops in a helicopter, <laughs> yeah. and it's like what the heck is going on? But anyways, the rest of the movie though is great though. I thought it was pretty good. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, uh it's it's a good movie. So and also like Christoph Waltz too. Uh, like I think that dude is just one of those guys who can. Who can be like he lives in a villain's skin? Like he can just flip the switch and be like a villainous character whenever he wants. He kind of just has like that that aura to him. Um, so I think he does great whenever they allow him to be the bad guy. Dude, uh, freaking Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, dude. Like he finds these actors, and then after he does movies with them, like these actors blow up, dude. Like he revived, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh my god, 
Uh, oh my God, is the actress name from Saturday Night Live? Um, not Saturday, Saturday Night Live. No, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Can't think of his name, dude. <laughs> he revived that fool's uh, film career, man. After coming out in one of his movies, and uh, just he—he he just, I don't know, man. He's just the way he uses some of these characters, dude, and mm-hmm. just blows them up. And Christoph Waltz is another who just. Um, you know, used him in his movie, and all of a sudden, dude, he's he's the guy, dude. So. Yeah, dude. But yeah, it's a uh, pretty awesome to um, to have him back in Bond Twenty Five. So, so I wonder what the how and Remy Malik is in it too. As right? I was to say, yeah, yeah. So I wonder how that relationship is going to be like having two major villains. Because I'm assuming that Remy Malik would be. Um, I don't think he's going to be just like a throwaway character, just kind of like a secondary villain. So, I mean, he could be... He's like, an Oscar award-winning actor now. What if dude? Rami Malek plays like his son that he didn't know he had? And he came Who, back. Bond? Bondson? No, 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 no. Blofeld's oh. son. And and But Blofeld has a clone, like a smaller clone of himself. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, and then, I like where this is going. Right? And then he like cares for him more, but then he gets like kind of upset about it, but he keeps, you know, like... Blowing them off. Yeah, and then yeah. they do like a parody of like uh, just the two of us. Just the two of us, right, right in front, right in the middle of the movie. Yeah, they, they just do a, a duo, just the two of us. But you could see Remy Malik being all jealous because you know they're like you know bonding pun. Dang pun game, right on strong <laughs> and like. The clone like dresses like him, and exactly like exactly him, like him. Doesn't really talk, but yeah, 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 right. That'd be pretty awesome. Dude. Almost kind of like a like a miniature him. Like a like a, a miniature Blofeld. Like a mini like, blow. Like a mini blow, yeah. Like a like a like a tiny blow. <laughs> 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 Why doesn't somebody make that movie? I don't know, dude. dude. I have like, no idea. Seriously, like just somebody make that movie. That's right like now. freaking cinematic gold right there, dude. It's like we're it's a like you a clone line. of yourself, but a like miniature smaller. kind of like like a miniature me. Or a miniature him, I guess. Yeah, a miniature him. Like, yeah. yeah what yeah, do you yeah. call it? Like, diminutive Blofeld? Like. That's what you call it, right? Diminutive Blofeld. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or tiny Blofeld. Or, or, yeah, I think like. Like tiny him. Like mini him, tiny him. Tiny, tiny me. Yeah. Tiny me. Or diminutive me. Yeah. <laughs> diminutive me. Come here. Diminutive me sounds like it would be like a villain's name, dude. Right? Diminutive me. Diminutive me. me. Like is that. waiting in the wings. That could be totally it, where it could be this whole movie based around the fact that he's being neglected. That's right. Right? And so then at the end, in the end, he switches sides and then, like, joins James Bond and then starts dressing like James Bond. What? And 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 then, like... Hollywood, make that movie right now. Make it right now. No one, no one has ever done this movie before. Mm-hmm. Do it right now. Never in the history should be done right of now. Austin Powers. I mean, of James Bond. Exactly. Has that ever been tried? Never. I love I love where this is going, dude. I think it's going to be great. We should start writing this movie. Right now. Let's do it. Right, Screw this freaking podcast. You know what, guys? We'll see People, next time you hear us, we're going to be freaking millionaires. We're going to be... All up in that cinematic world, uh, talking about a diminutive me. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we got it. We'll be doing it. We'll call it uh, James Bond, 
agent of mystery. Yeah. The spy who did me. The spy. <laughs> I like that. Go for it. We're down. Hey, uh, speaking of spies, dude, let's talk about this new trailer that came out for King's Man. Ooh, is it King's Man? Is it or King's the Man? King's Man. That, the King's Man. Yep. Dude, the, okay, so a new trailer dropped. Well, you like that? Ooh, Hollywood speak. Dropped. That's right. Uh, a new trailer uh, for uh, the prequel to King's Man. Now I like the Kingsman franchise, dude. I, I love the first one. I, I I love the second one. I like the second one. Yeah. But there were a couple of things I didn't like about it. Like I hate that Trixie's like that's her name, right? Trixie? I think so. Like his friend that the only female one left or something from the Kingsman. The one uh, that's his friend. I yeah. Her yeah, name yeah. is Trixie, right? I can't remember what her name is. But anyway. She was Lancelot though, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. So like she dies right away, dude. I that know. Sucks. Like it would have been cool to keep her around. Like I like that they were friends and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Not a love interest. Again, you know, not going through the tropes of, oh, she's a love right. interest that she wasn't. And that's what I liked about the first one. They were just really close friends. I would have liked that she was still alive. But um, it, it was, it was, dude, Pas- Pedro Pascal. Dang, dude. Yeah, dude. Whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It was whiskey or something. Because like Channing Tatum was tequila. I remember there that. It is. Freaking Channing. Channing Tatum, dude. Taking too many drugs. That was like a party, dude. Yeah, you got freaking, <laughs> you got freaking, freaking MIA too quick. So uh, I like it, dude. So they're they're in this new one. It looks like it's more of a prequel now, mm-hmm. like how the Kingsman started, and it's not. It's called the King's apostrophe man. Yep, the King's man. So, uh, dude, it looks it looks pretty dope. It looks really good. It does look sick. It looks like uh, it's gonna be just. Action sequence, action and I love that it's like it's a, a period piece. It seems like going back to World War One. I'm assuming because it looks older. It doesn't look like it's. It doesn't even look like it's like World War Two. And the fool that's fighting with him is Rasputin. Yeah, dude, it's like a full on like what? Rasputin looking dude. What? Um. So I I I, I think I like that spin on it too because it almost feels like uh kind of like Sherlock Holmes ish. Almost like the. It almost kind of. I don't know why, dude, but I think of. It makes me think of the League of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Kind of like that, where it was supposed to be like a period piece, but it just failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like big time, but but you know what? That movie's underrated. I still like it though, dude. I don't think it's terrible. A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not great. But no, I think it's like it's it was cool to see. It was kind of like a precursor to the Avengers, almost like having all these like su- superhuman like people hero. of like legend, I guess. Like, because I never heard of Alan Quartermain, but apparently, like he's he has dude, like dude, books. There, and, there was a movie about him, dude. That's like when Indiana Jones came out. There was like I think it was like Tom Selleck as Alan Quartermain. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think that he's like he's like a fictional character, though. Right? Like, yeah. obviously, it's a fictional character, but it's like he comes from. Like a book, books. right? Or like stories yeah, and yeah. stuff. Well, that's what this whole thing is, right? They're like people Like Tom Sawyer. Like Tom Sawyer's in mm-hmm. that. And he's like an older version of Tom Sawyer. Um, freaking. Racist fool. Dorian Gray. They had to redo that film because he was talking about all this racist stuff. What? Tom Sawyer. What Tom Sawyer? <laughs> you don't know about those books? No. That people like don't like those books because they say the N-word on there a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, crap. Dude, I've never read like Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer ever in my life. I think I read it as a kid, dude. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyways. I was reading about Pepito. 
Yeah. Back in the day, dude. Pepito. Pepito was our Tom Sawyer, dude. <laughs> dude, no joke, dude. I need to make a shirt that says uh, Pepito was my Tom Sawyer. Yeah, you're right, dude. All the Pepito jokes, dude. I'm surprised there is no book, a uh, uh, compendium of all Pepito jokes. Stop! Stop talking about it because I'm going to write it. See? Don't give that idea to anybody else. There is. Guys, you didn't hear that. <laughs> I'm you sure there is. I'm sure if you let's, go, like... Let's edit it in post. Because I think they... I, because I, I do remember seeing, like, what Pepito looked like. And I, so I think they had, like, what? little, like, comic books. They had, like, little, like, books of, like, a Pepito character. So for those that don't know, you, in case you guys never heard of who Pepito was, <laughs> Pepito was <laughs> in, uh, our, in Hispanic culture, usually Mexican culture, right? Uh, is a little kid who they always base these like very, like, like uh, very inappropriate, inappropriate jokes. jokes around this kid named Pepito and like little like folk tales stories about Pepito about, yeah. and him and his his mom and dad and the kind of stuff he would do right. So it was always like I always remember it being like very inappropriate mm-hmm. jokes. So. And some of it is like just dumb stuff. But anyways, <laughs> Jay's gonna write a book about, about Pepito, Pepito, dude. Yeah. And they'll have a uh, hazel in it too. No, dude, if it's oh, gonna it's be inappropriate. I can't have hazel in it unless we change. We have to change the. <laughs> we have to change the narrative on that for sure, for sure, man. So yeah, uh, Kingsman, dude. I'm gonna go watch it. Dude, I'm gonna watch it too. And, and did the uh, trailer say when it's coming out? It just says coming 2020, um, but it didn't give like a definitive date. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I I actually posted it up on our Instagram. Um, earlier, and I was just asking the question because I'm like, and you kind of answered it already, but um, I wanted to see how people, th- what people thought of uh, just kind of like prequels in general, but like in this one too, like, was it worth going back and seeing how this organization organization kind of started, or did you want to see like the the current story kind of thrust forward or did we see enough of it already? I love Taron Egerton in that role. So I, I would I would still go see it if they had more Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, I think it would I mean I think it would be fine if they continue it that way. Yeah. But I like the idea of doing a prequel too to go back and see how this whole uh agency started, you know? So it'd be cool. But uh who knows? Yeah, I mean not to say that they can't have a sequel um, well, they want to do a whole expanded universe over the Kingsman franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's like they're going to expand it. So who knows if they're going back to Taron Egerton or not? And I mean, they're going to do like a Statesman movie too. They should. Like, be dope. I want to see more tequila. Yeah, <laughs> more uh, whiskey and bourbon. Is that what their name? Is? What is? Is it Halle Berry in this too? Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember what. I think Halle Berry took the whiskey name because Pedro Pascal gets jacked up. Dude, that it gets put through that meat grinder, dude. Dang. It's crazy. Makes freaking. I liked him too, dude. Guy. Why did I turn him bad? Because man, he was dope with his freaking lasso. I know. <laughs> lightsaber lasso. His lightsaber lasso, dude. Hell yeah, dude. That was dope. Dang, man! Imagine Star Wars. Yeah, a guy with a lightsaber, like a <laughs> lightsaber lasso. I love it. That'd be nuts. Um, but I, I uh. Yeah, I think uh, they can obviously, like, you know, you're kind of mentioning that they're planning this expanded universe. I I do like that they're continuing to, like, um, kind of, like, enrich this, uh, this universe and fill it up with, like, you know, the, its backstory and all that. Because I almost, to a certain degree, wish that they would do the same thing with John Wick, too, and, and 
kind of take it back and help us just kind of see you know how this whole like you know the the high table started and like all that sort of thing um i think would be pretty cool which i'm pretty sure at some point they're, they're probably gonna do um but you know i feel like we're not talking about like ralph fines he looks freaking amazing in this um well it's funny that that you speak you're saying right now for ralph fines right where um when colin firth came out in um in Kingsman, yeah, I'm like, dude, how's he gonna be in action? You don't think of star him as an action, action star. movie, yeah? But probably, I gotta say, dude, one of my favorite action sequences in a movie of all time, of of, of almost all, yeah, of all time, dude. I just love. I could watch this over and over, and it's super violent. I don't know if that says something about myself when I think about yeah. when you go back and watch it. But that that uh, the, the church uh, scene, Leonard Skinner. Uh, um, Freebird mm-hmm. song playing in the background while he's in that church, and when uh, that, I guess that microchip takes over, yeah, and everybody just starts like killing everybody. But that scene, it's so it's choreographed, so amazing, dude. And and coupled with that song, it's like one of the best sequences. Yeah, dude. In that movie, if not of all action. If we were to do like a a like a knockout round type of thing, and you were to put like pit that scene against. Anything that we've seen in like John Wick, honestly, I feel like that scene alone blows. And like and maybe in the in this new movie, the the knife scene where they're like just kind of like going at it in that one room with all the knives and stuff was pretty cool in the new John Wick movie. Um, I saw it. I've seen it, but I uh, but it but it wasn't on like on the level and like magnitude of what uh, Matthew Vaughn did in the first Kingsman. And it's like, that's the first Kingsman too. So that was like our introduction to this world. And they were able to do something like that. It was like amazing, dude. Dude, you put that up against any, like, I love John Wick. John Wick movies are amazing. Yeah. Great. This last one was good too. I love where they're going. It's like, I love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. Dude, is that John Wick killing a cat? Uh, dude, that one got mad, dude. He was like, uh, wait, what? The cat was you're like, you're not choosing me? What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the cat's like, what are you talking about? Not oh. even, it was John Wick doing that. He was like, I love dogs. I know. Just what checked up that heck? cat. Dude, that was freaking crazy. It's because we had the doors open, right? Because it's hot. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you can hear it outside. And the freaking cat was like, that's upset a... that we were about to <laughs> that... talk smack about John, John Wick. They were putting that John Wick slander out there, I, dude. Listen, cat. We're not talking smack about John Wick. We love John Wick. But you put that sequence up against any sequence throughout any of those movies, of all the John Wick movies, there's none that will pass up that that scene alone in Kingsman, dude. Dude, and I feel like it's almost underrated to a certain degree because you... I feel like right now, John Wick kind of sits at the top of, like, the action heap. It's like, that's the gold standard, the epitome of, like, action is... Keanu Reeves, John Wick, and everything that they're doing. But um, uh, like we're saying now, I feel like if you were to sit down and just watch that sequence from from the first Kingsman, it's freaking amazing. I'm just like replaying it in my mind right now. And I was like, dude, there's some like, because it's so confined, but it's so many people too. So it's like so much going on all at once. And then it just kind of shows like... Colin Firth's uh, abilities as an action star, like, because it looks like dude, it's actually him doing all that stuff. Dude, like, he's, he is awesome in that. Dude. Yeah, he's, he's just like, he's and then a- it kind of shows you like the like the level of like at what level these Kingsmen are operating on. Like, they are 
like if unleashed are are just like ruthless, relentless killing they're, machines. They're like lethal. they're lethal, yeah, dude. So so when you think of that and you think, well, Ralph Fiends, like, come on, Ralph Fiends, like, is he gonna actually be an action hero? But who knows? He may we might as well. Yeah. He could be. It, it he, they do show him, right? Is he the one sword fighting? Yeah. There's, guy? No, him, there's right? a part, yeah, where he's sword fighting. Uh -huh. Yeah. So uh and that's in the trailer. So it's it's yeah, who knows, man? I think Matthew Vaughn's gonna like. I think he'll do well. I mean, he hasn't really yeah. messed up on any of these. So yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. I'm looking forward to it. But it looks like, um, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be great, dude. Looks like it's gonna be great. And again, like I said, I feel like them just kind of exploring the lore of how the Kingsmen came to be. I think is what makes this awesome too. Um, just because it's not just like a. It's not just kind of like a standalone thing. It's actually like, like building up the that entire universe, and now we kind of know where it's coming from. And so certain things might become clearer even like when we watch the these Kingsmen on like how that happened or why they're making certain decisions or whatever. For sure. So yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, what do you think that younger guy is? Do you think it's supposed to be Colin Firth, or do you think it's it's like Michael Caine? Uh, I don't think it'll be Michael Caine because Michael Caine ended up being a villain. So I think it's gonna no, but I mean. I feel like he and he was. It's like the like the Anakin Skywalker type of thing. True. Or it's like you watch him, kind of knowing where he's gonna end up. But that's true. I, because I think you don't even know his name. I mean, uh, in yeah. the movie they call him Arthur, but because they all have like the name the of code names. They have like the code names. Uh, so I feel like that might be like the final reveal at the end, where it's like, oh, you know, you're gonna be. Yeah, it can't be Colin Firth. You're going to be Arthur. Yeah. And then, like, you're just going to be like, oh, crap, but that was him. That was Michael Caine. And just see his, like, slow descent. I don't know. We'll, we'll, into uh, villainy. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait. Dang. So, you heard it here first, dude. That character on there, Michael Caine's Michael Arthur. That's what it is. His. You heard it here first. His beginnings before becoming evil. Speaking of evil, the mm. Monster Squad. Yeah. Right. People know that has a special place in their heart, uh, Jay's heart. Yes. Regarding the movie, the 19. I already said it, dude. I think I've said it on this podcast many a times. If I have a son, I'm going to name that for Frankenstein. So while we all are praying that he doesn't have a son. What? Uh, the movie, which came out in 1987, actually was directed It's going to be Frankenstein MS Ruano. So it's going to be Frankenstein Monster Squad Ruano. That's what his name is going to be. I thought it was going to be Frankenstein Nards Ruan. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfman has Nards. Wolfman has Nards. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Fred Decker. Now, we don't know, uh, most people probably won't know his name, but he helped write the new Predator movie that just came out not too long ago with Shane Black. Ooh. Did you ever watch it? I did. It was okay. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. But it did seem very disjointed. Well, they interviewed him, and then he kind of explains why it was, but because that movie was was written and done with a lot of different uh, elements in the movie. And as always, when movie executives get involved, made them change it. And that's why a lot of it seems like it doesn't make sense or like it's disjointed or like things were missing is because they took a lot of the stuff out of it. It's movie. funny that you mentioned that now because it is kind of Monster Squad-ish to a degree because it's, like it's like a group of... Misfits. Like, yeah, misfits, like people who don't kind of fit in to the cultural norm uh all fighting monsters you know like in their own particular ways bringing in like their own 
particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can say that about a lot of other movies, but just the fact that it was Shane Black and and this dude both writing it, I think it has like that connective tissue to it. So it's actually pretty interesting. So I think it makes me enjoy the movie a little bit more, just kind of knowing that like that it could have a hint of that in there. Yeah, it was uh, it was totally different when he he's when the interview he's talking about it, it's like a totally different story of how it was going to happen with still that big main predator. Like mm-hmm. that. He was still in in the original draft that they had, and uh, just like different direction with, with all of it. So it was just kind of funny. But within that interview, he had mentioned that uh, they the executives actually talked about having him uh write a monster squad tv series oh like he he snap. was asked to do that and he was like oh i don't know like why like you know it's like so old or you know mm-hmm. with all the you know with all the 80s nostalgia that's going around that the popularity of stranger things yeah. and so forth and uh i guess you know he looked at it and he's like well you know what if i would do that it's funny he, he says in the interview uh he says, so let me get this right. Or let me clarify. You want us to do a ripoff of a ripoff of us, <laughs> which he feels that Stranger Things, when you think about it, is very similar to what the Monster Squad was, right? Yeah. A bunch of uh, kids who were, you know, uh, a squad or mm-hmm. together fighting monsters and stuff and sort of the, the premise with uh, Stranger Things, I guess, right? So, uh, Yeah, so it's he, funny because if you mention it, it's like it's essentially the same thing because those guys in the Monster Squad were like knowledgeable of like the like the classic movie monsters so like Frankenstein uh, Dracula mummy wolfman all that stuff so they already kind of knew and in stranger things it's kind of the same thing like they apply their knowledge of like D&D or Dungeons and Dragons to the monsters that they're facing so it kind of like has that in common too you know so that's pretty funny now that I think about it so he's he's talking about it and he's like well you know what it'd be a good idea to do like the squad the monster squad like where are they today mm-hmm. like where are they as adults and then Shane Black said to him well that's it and he's like yeah yeah it's a great idea and he goes no no that's it Stephen King's it Oh, nice! Like it's the, <laughs> the first movie is about them as kids right, right, fighting right. a monster, and the second part is, is like them as adults. adults. And he's like, ah, uh, failure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, but I guess it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So, ah, do you so is that like how it ended? Is it that they're actually not gonna have a. Well, he's like, squad? there's no deal to do it now because everybody's doing it already. So yeah, he's like, yeah, Why I guess do that's it? true. So, wait, wait, speaking of that, though, right? Like we're thinking about these movies that were older. What? Do you think is there a movie that that could be done into a TV show today, like maybe some of our movies from our youth? Like, there's so many movies out there that that um, that could be something that could be done into a TV show. Yeah. Instead of doing a remake of a whole movie, I guess you know what I mean. Right, right. Uh, you know, for example, you know, we're talking about Goonies. Can Goonies be a TV show? Mm-hmm. Um, is that a rhetorical question? Or are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just want. well because just we're we're talking about Stranger Things and Monster Squad, and I feel like it all kind of falls in that same vein now, or like that same category. It's all like you know these precocious kids get wrapped up in something bigger than themselves, and then they have to figure out they somehow are the only ones who know how to figure this all out. That's the funny thing about Stranger Things too, especially it's like how is that it always ends up 
like the, these kids are taking on freaking Russians, like Russian spies <laughs> and and like interdimensional freaking demons and stuff. Um, and they're the only ones who know about it, which is freaking insane. But um, they're they are three time world savers, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and no one else can say that. But these kids. Um, but but yeah, I feel like, yeah, you, you couldn't really do that with the Goonies because it's it would be essentially the same thing. Um you know, like I don't know if you could do like a flavor of the week type of thing, or if you have to follow like one whole like narrative. Maybe um, not the Goonies, but what else? Could, what else can? Uh, do I have one? But now that I think about it, I feel like it probably wouldn't be as successful as I think because, um, uh, I feel like the nineteen twenties is kind of like like people aren't really interested in that time period anymore. Um. Uh, and we kind of saw it with Agent Carter, right? It's like kind of happens around that time period, right? Or is it Agent Carter's a little bit more into? It's remember it's it's after Captain America, so it's nineteen forty five. So it's like in the forties, yeah. type of thing. So I mean, I feel like all that is kind of within the same, like like everything before nineteen sixty. I feel like all kind of falls within like the same. To what, what show were you talking about? So I'm so the, what I was thinking of is like doing something like the Rocketeer. I don't know if you guys remember the Dang. 1991 classic Disney classic, the Rocketeer. Now the I think Rocketeer. they for some reason I feel like someone maybe made a cartoon of it or there was like a cartoon floating around of the Rocketeer at some point in time, uh, or I could have just been imagining it because I I really wanted it. But maybe, um, maybe you dream in a cartoon. Yeah, dude, I know, right? Um, but I feel like that would be actually like a pretty cool uh, premise for a show of just having this like, you know, this like pseudo superhero who basically all like his his only real superpower is that he got lucky and found this jetpack. I mean, he's he's a talented pilot and he's like a he's a courageous, brave man. But other than that, like he doesn't really have any other special powers or anything other than the jetpack. So, so Disney's reviving the '90s adventure film *The Rocketeer* as a new animated series. Oh, so maybe I read it somewhere, and that's that kind of where I got the idea. But see, that's awesome. I think that can play really well. Um, uh, and like just have him fight like Nazis and and just other crap. Yeah, like that'd be dope, dude. Like just kind of like you know. Five regular criminals and stuff, but just kind of have it be like this could be like a very like grounded type of superhero, um, just kind of like an everyman type of superhero. Uh, so I'm I think that would be pretty cool, dude. I'm always underrated, dude. I really and like revitalize the love of jetpacks, dude, because I feel like jetpacks aren't getting a lot of love anymore, dude. Why don't we have jetpacks yet, dude? I don't know. They had them in the freaking 1920s, dude. The Rocketeer had one just flying around, beating up uh, Nazis, like you said, dude. Yeah. That movie's so underrated, dude. I, I really, I really like that movie. And I feel like it's almost like it, they're they're striking while the iron is hot, because I think people can relate to the Rocketeer because of one of my favorite movies that we've been talking about. I think uh, for a while, in a couple of weeks consecutively, is Into the Spider Verse. I think the Spider Noir thing might have like spark something in, like i think you can make it very reminiscent of that like just hearing like oh you know like just fighting nazis or whatever because he actually mentions that in the movie so i think like kids can kind of gravitate towards that well, and be Cage, like, yeah he does say uh he does say uh yeah he says like i like to, nazis i like to nazis i like to drink egg creams and fight nazis lots of them um so even even cast freaking uh 
I mean, maybe that'd be like too crazy, but I was gonna say like cast Nicolas Cage as like the voice of of the Rocketeer, um, and I think that'd be pretty sweet. Or Nathan Fillion. I'm down. I think Nathan Fillion as a Rocketeer, I think would be pretty dope. Because I kind of picture Nathan Fillion like like a prototypical pilot. It's kind of like a cocky, like take no nonsense kind of like you know crazy type of dude. And I feel like Nathan Fillion kind of fits that bill pretty well. <laughs> I think so too, man. So I think that'd be pretty dope. But I don't know. That would be my choice. I'd pick that the Rocketeer, and I, I'm kind of glad that they're actually already developing that. I guess. You know what, dude? I'm gonna buy the. Uh Blu-ray. Get it. Right now. Click. Get it. And give me the digital code so you can have it for free. Hell, get out of here. Dang. You know what? I'm going to buy the digital code so I don't have to give you the <laughs> code. So being such a hater, dude. Dude, The Rocketeer is a TV show. I think that works. I think so, too. I think that would be pretty awesome. Because that, cause it can have like a longer story arc. But at the same time, he can have like a day to day, like everyday type of pr- like problem where he just has to like face. Come on, Disney, get to it. Oh wait, they're right here. Yeah, dude, but hurry up and get it. Uh, they're gonna get do it on up. Disney Plus. I, I don't. I'm a, I'm assuming that that's where it has to be at. Story didn't say uh, yes. where it's gonna be. It's exactly why I'm gonna get Disney Plus, dude. If uh, this is indeed Slate the case, and, man, this is supposed to come out this year, but I guess I don't know. It hasn't hasn't. The Rocketeer animated series set for Disney Junior? What? That's interesting. I don't know. Well, para, we'll see. Para I, when? I don't know. It's supposed to be this year. That's crazy, dude. That's, that's insane. I'm gonna keep what my, other show can we watch? I'm going to keep my eye on this. If, if they make it into a movie, dude. I'm sorry, uh, TV show. It's a TV show? Um, I don't know. Do I give one? Dude, you give one now. So, do you remember that movie, The Explorers? Yes. River Phoenix. Dang. Ethan Hawk as Little kids. Ethan Hawk, dude. Dude, so they it's this baby hawk that don't know. Look up the trailer because it's gonna be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to explain it to Jay earlier. Yeah, I was like, like, what the heck? A freaking carousel in a bubble? What? It's like these kids and they come across like this invention of this bubble that they can control with a computer, but the bubble's like really strong. It sounds it sounds really dumb. <laughs> But I explain it right now. But it was actually pretty cool because they like going to space, dude, in this like in this like carousel ride um what'd you call it? Like capsule or something? Capsule, yeah. I think capsule is trying to be like the best way of describing it. And they make it. it into like a actual like spaceship, but it's encased with uh like this bubble that they can control with the computer, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe that's not a good example. That's another one that sounds ridiculous, but I think it would be pretty cool. I think it could be pretty cool. They're like ex- the the sh- the movie was called Explorers. The show would be them exploring the universe. No way, that's too much. These are kids. Yeah, but I think like obviously you would kind of allow them. You would give them. You would write in some way for them to always come back home, so they can like use the machine to like travel into space, but somehow like always be able to come back, come back home, or have like the capability of coming back. Because yeah, that'd be kind of dark if like. You're just like lost in space, and they just are are away from their family forever. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you would have to write in something in there that would like allow them to always come back. Um, But but yeah, I could see that. I could I could see that. That'd be pretty cool. Just kind of seeing them uh, building it. Like the first season is them like trying to figure out what the technology is and how to make it. All right, so maybe it wasn't a good choice. (sighs) Yeah, it's kind of stretching. I know you're helping me out here. I know there's some. There's something out there. 
I don't know which one. I got to think about a bit more about what uh, movie we can make into something like a TV show from something that that uh, that we watch as kids. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it more. Oh, plans. But I don't know, dude. I told you Explorers, but nobody knows what Explorers is. So. <laughs> so uh, I know the Navigator. You remember that movie? Nah, oh you were you were showing it to me, but I'm black like, and white. Um, cool, okay. I don't remember that, dude. I know these freaking movies. Like I've seen them before, but I haven't. But you were five. You I was remember. five years old, dude. So I only had enough memory for like Jean Claude Van Damme movies, dude, and Steven Seagal movies, and Ninja Turtles. And I pushed all the other crap out. And Ninja Turtles. And of course, dude. Coming Ninja Turtles. Anyways, hey, you know what? It's time for pick of the week. Pick of the week, dude. There's only one movie that we have to put up in this pick of the week, dude. Which is what? The Lion King. That would be dope, dude. I love it. Dang. So. And then one um, of the songs with Beyonce singing. Hey, oh. Dang, dude, no, you got me again. I feel like I'm getting Rick Ross, dude. <laughs> this is terrible. This is Beyonce singing right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh,. Seriously, no, uh, it's amazing. The Lion King, dude. Yeah, you know what, dude? Um, I feel like I'm gonna do like an impromptu go no go right now. I'm kind of a no go, dude. I don't even know what to tell you about that, dude. Why would you not go to that, dude? Um, dude, there's some. I don't know what it is, dude, but it's like straight up, I'm not going either. But why are you not going? Dude? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know if I'll go, but I, I um, dude, all the I don't, reactions to it are positive. Dude. Yeah, 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 and it's it. not so much like. Like Donald Glover, this is I know, and I'm a Donald Glover, like you know, but dude, like I'm a Donald Glover fan, dude. Like, I want to, and I I support that dude and everything that he does. But this one, for whatever reason, I'm like, what, like, like, why though? The only reason I really want to see this movie, dude, because I want to see a live action Pumbaa and Timon. (laughs) That's like my. I mean, you know what it is, dude? I think it's because of them, because they didn't cast Jesus and Marrow, dude. I'm like, I can't, dude. It's just, <laughs> they, they had, like, the perfect opportunity to include those two dudes in a in a movie, and they didn't. So, I think that's why I'm, like, against it. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. No, but, no, honest, like, in all honesty, I feel like it's just, um, this is one that I can't see them deviating from the original in any way. Um... Like I, I doubt they are though. I think it's gonna be pretty much the same, isn't it? I mean, well, that, that's what I mean. I feel so like so. Why watch it? Why watch it? Like I understand, like you have to see something that that looks closer to a real lion talking and doing all that stuff. Like I'm sure visually it's gonna be amazing. Like it's it's just gonna be stunning. But I don't know. It's just something about it that I'm not like extremely excited to watch this one. I'm gonna be a go. I'm gonna go and watch this film. And I'll tell you how good it is. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. You could do that. I think I'm like, eventually I'll watch it, but I don't think I'm going to like rush to watch this one. That's why I'm kind of like a, I'm, I'm like a lukewarm no-go. All right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, eh. If you get the opportunity to go, if you can watch it for five bucks on Tuesday. I'll put it as my pick because honestly, there's nothing else in the theater right now. <laughs> 
We're not going to say go watch Stuber. Dude, I said, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I guess this, this is going to be like a, this is going to be like a, 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 a no pick of the, or do not pick of the week. Uh, Dude, we segment. don't even have to say it because no one's going to go watch Stuber. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Stuber was not great, people. Does We even like, we went, we. I bet you people are thinking like, what the hell Stuber? I know. <laughs> you know what it is. Dude, I showed it to somebody today and they were just kind of like, dude, I have no idea. I, I've never even seen that. I was just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, don't watch it. It was not great. So my. Oh, uh, I guess it was, I just, it was like, it, was, it wasn't even good. It was all, it was all right, but it was not. It, it's one of those movies where they tell you that uh, the everything that's funny in the trailer is not funny in the movie. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, it's like I laughed when I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. But when I saw it in the movie, it was like, all right. It's not- I think because it was like we had already seen it, obviously in the trailer. So when you see it in the movie, but like when there's nothing, when that's like the funniest part of the movie. Like, everything just kind of, like, pales in comparison by, like, a lot. So you're just kind of, like, uh, usually you would think, like, oh, they're saving the better parts for the movie.